Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Tevin Pittman, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. What's Backstabber doing there? <laughs> it's, it's MLK Day, so I had to make an appearance. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's MLK. He's you had the day it. off. That's right. No, he had to represent. Yeah. Don't say his full name because people get in a lot of trouble when they try to say his full name and they connect the words King and Junior together. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. Not a good thing, man. We'll be right back. Kick things off. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So... I called the Honda store, we looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. There's no business like show business. <laughs> that was my big intro. What would you think? Beautiful. Nobody cared. Now, can he sing like her, Ethel Merman? No, business, I know. It's all true. God, I was talking to Andy Fisher this morning. I should have invited him to come in and guest host the show. Andy Fisher? Whoa. Andy Fisher, my oldest and dearest friend. Well, yeah, but He's got no. stories about your dad back in the day. Oh, oh, great. Yeah, no wonder I didn't ask him to come in and be a guest host on the show. Now, Andy is in town. His uh, lovely wife uh, came up to see, they they both came up to see relatives because she's from here too. He lives in Phoenix now. Oh. But uh, it was great talking to Andy today. Andy, I've known Andy since I was 11 years old. That's why Andy's named Andy. Mm -hmm. That's why Andy's named Andy. That's exactly right. And then my other friend, Alexander Graham Bell, is why Alex is Alex. So that's good. (laughs) We were just hanging out. It was wonderful. No, it's so nice to talk to him, though, because he's just a uh, really solid family and uh, nicest people in the world. And, and then Jude started squeaking a toy Jude. while I was talking. And <laughs> Jude, you're unbelievable. <laughs> Good guy. You know, honest to God, that from from 
an hour before the podcast, right up to the podcast, he sits and stares at the door of the studio. He knows what time. That's what he does. I don't know why he likes podcasting so much. I mean, we don't pay any attention to him, really. Yeah, but we're captive in here. I guess. That's the big problem. I guess, yeah, it probably feels like a little den to him. It is a little den den for him. We're all in the den with him. Is Timmy ready to go? Yep. Tim, I am here. Tim. What's happening, man? I got a question for Tim. Okay, go ahead. Is glass the worst piece of crap you ever saw in your life? <laughs> <laughs> I told, there you go. <laughs> I told Kathy we, um, I, we couldn't wait for this conversation. <laughs> oh. And... I am trying to figure out why exactly I liked it. I don't need to, you know, nobody should have to justify anything. You like what you like. You no, don't no, like no, what no. You, don't you like, like what you like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The thing with this movie, um, I watched Unbreakable again just uh, hours before I had seen this. Now, I'd seen Split no, three that's years ago, why. so that was relatively fresh. And right. I think that I liked the whole experience of what he what he did, how he, you know, pulled this thing off in a sneaky sort of way with that first movie, uh, first so-called sequel with Glass, because we didn't know it was a sequel till the very very end when we saw Bruce Willis, and then mm-hmm. the story came together with Glass. Um, here's the other weird thing: when I had first seen Glass in 2000, I wasn't that impressed. I I. Thought, what is all the hype about? I was way. Well, no, you don't mean glad, really? I mean, you mean unbreakable. Yeah. When I first saw unbreakable, unbreakable yeah, I wasn't right. Right. Oh. right. I thought, what is the hype about? And and to be honest with you, I felt the same way about the Sixth Sense. I wasn't that huge of a fan of the Sixth Sense. Right. I've I come liked, to appreciate it more over the years. But initially, when you're so hyped, when everybody builds the hype, so anyway, mm. I went into Glass without much hype. Even after seeing Unbreakable again and being a lot more impressed with it the second time around, and I, I wasn't one of these people that was really looking forward to Glass. I mean, I, I caught Unbreakable in 2000, wasn't impressed, saw it again just hours before I seen Glass. I've only seen Split once, so I'm not a super fan. I wasn't mm-hmm. overly hyped, and I think maybe that's why I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw mm. because, again, what he put together over the course of this story was pretty impressive. Plus, the other thing, I tell you what, that I really like that I haven't really talked about that much, um, he brought back all the original people from Unbreakable, mm-hmm. with the exception of Robin Wright, who was billed as Robin Wright Penn back in the day. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, yeah. He was married to Sean Penn when she did that movie, and really, her she wasn't that big of a star then. I mean, she only had the Princess Bride going for her, for a long time, and then at a certain point, she really, her career really took off. So, you know, the kid that was a little kid in Unbreakable all of a sudden has grown up and he's helping his dad. The person that played Sam Jackson's mom is all of a sudden, you know, she comes back to the role. So there are people that come back into the fold. M. Night Shyamalan plays the same character that he cameoed from <clears throat> Unbreakable 19 years ago, who was headed in the wrong direction and had eluded in his brief scene in glass that I, you know, found, I turned my life around or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool too. So our, I guess I'm, I'm looking at the thing as more of this overall movie experience and impressed right. with the way it comes together and the way it ended <sighs> and gave us the potential of what could happen next. So maybe I'm overanalyzing it. I don't know. But it was funny when I saw Catherine's Facebook post, I thought, oh boy, this is going to be fun on Monday. <laughs> oh my God. We saw Horrendous. it, first of all, we saw it in IMAX. Oh yeah. And oh, I'm yeah? telling you, the the effects looked so horrible. Yeah, and they so, did. Really? I mean, like high school, wow. yeah, high school. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, Bruce Willis standing there in a raincoat. Yeah. That makes. I'm and it's, scared. it's even a cheap, crappy raincoat. It's not even a good costume. <laughs> and he's supposed to turn into a superhero because he's got the raincoat on? I just... Well, I, come on. You know what? This, this hit me again, though, when I watched Unbreakable. Because, believe me, it was one of those movies I wasn't impressed with. I pretty much forgot about even seeing it. He, he's not allergic to water, but water is the only thing that could kill him. 
So yeah. what do you do to repel the water? You wear this poncho. I so that that's kind of the way I look at it. You know. Ish. Um, but yeah. Ish. Ish. How about that pothole? But, World's deepest pothole. World's deepest pothole. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, that was the world's deepest pothole. Uh, no doubt about there it. There was a point where, what's her name? The one that's on American Horror Story, the one that was the Sarah psychiatrist. Paulson. Sarah Paulson. When she's in the hallway in the basement screaming, everybody in the theater burst out laughing. They did. They started laughing. They burst out laughing. It was so bad. No. It's doing terribly, I understand. And that, a mediocre yeah. opening, yeah. Um, yeah well, I, I'm confused know, about one still, part. They said it made. What's that, Tom? I just I'm confused about one part of it. Some about what something you said at the very the very beginning of the uh, the the uh, the show today. So Samuel Jackson's mother. I thought that was Maxine Waters. <laughs> she had the do. She had the Maxine Waters. She looks just like, like Maxine, Maxine Waters. 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 <laughs> she does. Come on, it's Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> That's right, it's Martin Be Luther King careful. Day. Careful. Okay, now We're now here's another thing, Tom. <laughs> And I thought about it initially in the theater, and I thought about it again this morning. I heard you on KQ doing uh, the, the, the voice that, whatever, the, the voices that, that the What's-His-Face does, McAvoy. And I'm thinking, he reminded me of Robin Williams, the way Robin Williams would just go in yes. a different direction and be bouncing off a wall, didn't he? <laughs> yes, that's true. He was doing a Robin Williams impersonation. I swear to God, I am not making this up. I gotta, I gotta bring something up. I'll just read something from this, this can that I have in my hand. So what he does, what James McAvoy does in the movie, is go from character to character. His personalities keep changing because he has what, like twenty different personalities or something? Yes, twenty-four. Yeah, uh, twenty-four different personalities. Okay. So basically, uh, let me grab something to read here. <laughs> he was so because, uh, he was so good in Split, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was really good in Split. I still liked but him here in we go. I liked him in this, though, still. I did. I, you know? It wasn't the acting. I think it was the direction that was so hideous. Really bad. I need to see and it editing. Just to see. Bad. I've never seen Unbreakable. I love Split. See, that, that's essential. That's an essential movie to see before you see this movie. Okay. Which I'll I did point it. out. You know, I think it's going to make the most sense to you if you see that. Especially that first one. Again, Split was only three years ago, but Unbreakable. Right. Yeah. You're, you're asking an audience a lot to remember uh, something that had taken place 20 years prior. Plus, you did realize too that there was no prologue. He could have at least given us a couple paragraphs at the top saying, "Okay, this good. is what happened." They, but he didn't, and mm. I think that hurts it for people going in thinking, "Oh, okay, I didn't need to see those. They're just going to catch me up." Because you know they do that with TV shows all the time. Yeah, you know, they do. They'll come back with a commercial telling you what they thought, what they did in the previous scene. <laughs> you know, it's commonplace now. So, anyway, go ahead, Tom. No, now, I was just going to ask you a question. <laughs> Is there any way that Samuel Jackson can do anything but yell? <laughs> That's that is, all he does is, that is yell. His delivery. Oh God, he's so bad. Even in the people just love him. What are those commercials? He's in like a Capital One. Capital yeah. One. Get the Capital One yeah. card today. Yeah. He yells in those. Like, God, Jerry, what's in your wallet? wallet? Yeah. Yeah. What's but in your wallet? He really, really means it. Yes, he does. He means it. Uh, no, seriously, people in the theater were laughing at the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, even young yeah. guys were yeah, like guys were bursting into laughter. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's too bad because I always like Bruce Willis, but he's just you talk about walking through roles now. That's all he does now is just stroll yeah. through the roles to collect the money. Samuel L. Jackson has one character and one character only. It's the Royale with cheese rejoinder to John Travolta. <laughs> and then you got James McAvoy's a hell of an actor. Now he is a hell of an actor. Um, yes, he is. Sarah, now I have a question for you, Tim. Why did they paint up Sarah Paulson like they did? I don't. I didn't really understand. Why was she wearing so much makeup? I I Everybody don't know. Wears I know. Makeup. I know you mentioned that uh, this morning on KQ. I really mm-hmm. don't. I guess again, I didn't. It didn't have quite the effect on me that it apparently had on you. You, I, I didn't notice it that much. I mean, I don't know. I, I like her. Maybe a lot. it was the IMAX you thing. Know, yeah, I do too. Could have been. I do too. Well, yeah. could have been. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, uh, but, uh, 
I was going to say with Bruce Willis quickly, you know, again, mm-hmm. talking about a guy doing as little as possible. Um, yep. He wasn't, yep. I've seen a lot of interview clips and stuff. He, does, he hasn't done any press for the film. I mean, <laughs> you would think that that's part of the obligation is to do some press. You I know think. he hates it. Yeah. But, yep. you know, they relied on McAvoy and Shyamalan and, uh, and, and Sam Jackson to do this stuff. And, and um, what's her, um, the girl that was in Split, she, she's been doing press. Uh, right. And, uh, and Sarah Paulson. So everybody but Willis. Willis has opted out of doing press. Yeah, I don't know I what his deal. He just strolls through everything. Well, he's gone from being, I mean, he was a major, major star back in his day yeah. and yeah, I was. just I don't think that he's probably accepting his downward trajectory very well because <laughs> <laughs> his last few movies have been terrible that what was it uh, uh, Death Wish God it was horrible I, I lasted about 20 minutes in that one well the God, way know, that bad. this one started out kind of felt like Death Wish didn't it because yeah, I, yep, I was thinking absolutely. okay is he going to be the vigilante this whole picture is this going to be Death Wish Part Two? <laughs> Another vigilante role. Oh, but the know. raincoat made it a whole different thing. Yes, the raincoat. <laughs> yeah. He's got a raincoat. Oh wait a minute! I thought it was so, James McAvoy for a second there. It's bad. You know, so I will again. I I I I guess you could say I liked the movie. I didn't love it, but again, I just probably was a oh, fan more of the the whole overall experience. I'm not trying to back off of what I... I'm, I'm owning what I said, uh-huh. believe me. Uh-huh. I am. I am. Sure. I loved it. Sure. Okay, I loved it. No, no, I didn't. I, uh, let, let, I, I see what you could say about Willis. I mean, Willis is the <laughs> guy out of all of them that is... He's bothered me for quite some time. Just because yeah. apparently he's just a pain in the butt on the set. And he's a pain in the butt with interviews. And thankfully, he spared uh, interviewers the pain this time. Um, yeah, but yeah. come on, man. That's your job. Your job is to play Let's Pretend. Just play the game, you know? Play along for a few hours. Why yep. Don't you, you know? Yeah, that's all we're asking from the guy. I, I uh, You know, the, it, what's funny is when I started at KQRS on the morning show, the number one TV show on television was Moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, I love that show. So what does that tell you? It's been a while. But uh, it's too bad. It's too. I really wanted to like the movie. Uh, everybody told me it was going to be really good, and I went in. And Twenty minutes in, I said, "Catherine, I got to get out of here." I this made is him just, stay. She made me stay. I'm like, it's got to get movie. better. It has to. And it didn't. You can't start out this week and then become weaker. Well, we've we've but got we've got thirty seconds. So let me say this: We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. It'll be unbelievable. You promise we'll be right back in a couple of minutes? Yes, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Oh, it was so Robin bad. Williams, baby, Robin Williams. <laughs> That's exactly right. It was Robin Williams. I was just going from voice to voice to voice. Uh-uh. You know, he's damn a damn good actor. There's no doubt about. It. James McAvoy is a, a really good actor. Yeah, they relied on it too heavily. Yeah, yeah they did. Sarah Sarah Paulson, I really like her as well, but. Yeah. But Samuel L. and Bruce Willis were just dreadful in that movie. Good God. Now, we'll be right back. Speaking of publicity, just okay, never mind. I'll, I'll pick up no, on no, that. No, we'll be right back. Get back. You, can, yeah. you can pick up. We'll kick off the second segment with this. Timmy Lammers. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine, why do I need this and why is it cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all, free. Say, for example, Alex needs some money and you want to send her some money, you can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy, too, because I wouldn't want the kids having to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then, too. (laughs) They're going to love it. This is Tom Why Not Bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash kq for more about XCheck. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. 
Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you. Hello, this is Patricia. And we're back now with Tim Lammers. Hey, Tim, how are you? It's Patricia talking. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could well, do different voices, but I'm not going to. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> you're say, not getting you know, involved. I'm not, I, I, yeah, I just I, I can't attempt them today. But I was going to say, you know, talking about the press thing, I will say that you know I did talk with Sam Jackson a couple years ago, and he was a lot more low key. I, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. You, you think you're. Ex- 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 You'd expect some sort of a personality like you see on the big screen, but no, very low-key. But, again, uh, he knows what the role is, you know, when doing interviews. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't being, yep. he was never a jerk, very nice guy. Same <clears throat> thing, I talked with James McAvoy, and I was getting close to 10 years ago now, um, mm-hmm. who was very excited and very engaging. Now, maybe things have changed as his star has been rising. But, just, again, a great guy. I mean, I just don't understand how guys like Bruce Willis don't get that. I mean, he's yeah, been yep. outright a jerk to people during interviews, but yet you got guys like Sam Jackson who's still doing it, and McAvoy. I, and you said this morning, too, you talked to Shyamalan once, right? Yeah, he was on the KQ uh, Morning Show, yep. Nice guy, really yeah, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, again, I think they realize their lot in life, and they realize, you know what, we're, we're in a pretty privileged position here, you know? <laughs> you know? And 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 they're enjoying it. It's it's a shame that that Willis has has turned into this guy who just crabby to be around. Not only offset with interviews, but on set as well. You know, because that's I, funny. There are bring, movies yeah. of his that I've really really liked. Oh yeah, yep. No, you're absolutely right. But I tell you what, I knew people in New York because I was living. Catherine and I had an apartment at 20th Street and Second Avenue in New York uh, at the time. I heard when he was a bartender, he was a prick. That's what I heard. Yeah, I guess he's never been a very pleasant person. Uh, I'd say to Bruce, Uh, just like Sean Payton, get over it. Just get over it, John. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, but he has made some movies I really like. Sean Payton that said, I'll never forget that call. Well, okay, we'll never forget how your guys uh, were paid to beat up on Brett Favre, and you went on to win the Super Bowl. So, So get over it. You know, no, it's that's true. how I feel. No, he just, no you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Movies lately have not. First of all, well, well, Tim, you know this. The Catherine and I just tend to run into. We went and saw Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the movie. Uh, she was terrific in the movie. She was very, very good as Mary Poppins. And, you know, seeing Dick Van Dyke. But between people being on their phones and talking and do it, one guy pooped his pants, which was unfortunate because he was about 90. But we had to move away from him. Um, but, you know, Tevin does that once in a while and, uh, during the show, and, you know, we just sit there and take it. It happened one time. Tevin. <laughs> it happened just one, one time. time. Just one time. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. It's it, it's too bad because I love going to the movies. Beautiful theaters now. That Southbridge Crossing Cinema I love, and the Man Plymouth I love, and obviously West yeah. End's got terrific theaters. I love Catherine. I love to go to the theater, go to the movies. But my God, the movies are just they're they're aimed at imbeciles. It seems is that the deal? Yeah. Well, I don't. You know, the funny thing is, and I've mentioned this before. I mean. 
hearing about all this, it, it still shocks me that it goes on because we have um, uh, the security folks at screenings mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, the whole deal with the phone is rarely, if ever, an issue. Same thing with people being obnoxious, although that's happened too recently. Um, but, but um, yeah, it, it, it's so. this is all alien to me, and I, I rarely go to a film where it's outside of a screening on a weekend or whatever. So it's usually not a problem for me, but it's, it's, it seems like an issue you run into a lot. Yeah, it's family family deals. It's yeah, the, gen- gr- the great unwashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's the great unwashed. Don't forget. <laughs> Those are it. the theaters we go to. No, All it's the great unwashed. I just think it's it's because you know, I tend to go to movies earlier, so you got the younger people there. Uh, uh, you know, we don't we don't go to the nine o'clock film where it's going to be pretty much grown ups, and you know they're at the end of the day, so they're calmer too. We uh, tend to go to the five o'clock movies, and people are still all fired up for the day then. Yeah, but the people yeah. that have been misbehaving have been not young guys. No, no, been, it's true. Yeah. Well, now, remember we were we were reminiscing about all the horrible experiences we've had at this Ugh. movie theater. When, what were we seeing? Do you remember when the guy had like a landfill around him? He just kept on eating and yeah. throwing wrappers yep. on the floor and yep. answering his phone and getting up and going out and coming back in and answering his phone. He must have done it ten times. It was like a garbage heap around his yeah. seat. He was just he was. I don't even know what his deal was. Dad, I thought we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I stopped doing it. I was going to keep keep doing it, but I decided against it. No, I just really wish people would what what Catherine and I have done now because we used to sit in the not in the front section, but the front row of the second section. Never, oh, yeah. no, I will never sit there again. We're going to sit all the way at the back of the theater, and let everybody just act like they're nuts and leave us alone. Go ahead, so act like complete this idiots. Post- this post that Catherine put, and I commented on it. It sounded like the perfect storm of the yeah. bad theatrical experience. Is that indeed the worst yeah. one you've encountered? Or, or is or the, the garbage one uh, worse? The garbage one, I think, was worse. Because you, you, he was actually like answering his phone and leaving, so he was kind of kind of following the rules. <laughs> yeah, kind but, of. But he, he must kind have had, of. I don't even know, 400 candy bar wrappers just... But it, it was in a pile around him. Mm-hmm. It, was, it just was the weirdest thing. God, you just reminded me of something. When I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, there was a Jiffy Mart right by my house. That I was working at WAPE. And a guy was in the Jiffy Mart, and he was lying in front of me. And he was tipping her at about four, four and a quarter, something like that. And he had, and I'm not making this up, 10 candy bars in each hand. So he had like 20 candy bars. And the guy, the cashier says to him, Oh, just uh, getting ready for the weekend. He goes, no, no, them's for after supper. (laughs) (laughs) Guy's going to eat like 20 candy bars after he eats dinner. Oh, okay, well. You know, got to have dessert. Yeah, Yeah, he's got to have, well, it was his dessert, so that's good. Now, I think it's because I do love to go to the movie so much and go sit in the theater. It's just always been a great experience. You know, when Andy and Alex were little, it was just a thrill to go to the movies and watch how excited they would get. Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. And now it's just everybody's so rude. Well, the Mulholland Drive one was the worst for me. You asked about the worst experience ever. Uh, I was at the old Hopkins Theater in Hopkins, Minnesota. And uh, watching Mulholland Drive. And there were three young guys in the front row talking at the top of their lungs for quite some time. Like, I put up with it for about 15 minutes. And I finally stood up and said, shut the F up. Only I didn't say the F, right? They came and got me and threw me out. (laughs) That's the way it works, man. It is the way it works, but I just, it's been going on for quite some time. I don't understand why why do you want to do that instead of watching the movie? Are are you just too dim to pay attention? Is that what it is? Well, and to think that people used used to watch movies before cell phones never seemed to be a problem then, you know? I, I don't. Get I had it. A, you know, you, you I, don't I have to a, watch a movie. Put it away. You know. Yep. I have a friend who. I, well, I don't go to movies with her anymore because she talks the entire time. She constantly has to ask questions about hey, what's going on. Catherine Alex is on the show. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> terrible. It's like you got to shut 
up. Who was? Who's that? I'm not telling. Come you. on. No. Initials. No. Uh, picture. No, I'll get in trouble. Sounds Nobody can like. see the picture. <laughs> no. Sounds like. It's no one you know. I don't know. We'll be my fine, secret friend you've never met. We uh, we we got it now. You know, Joe from Louisville has told me for years: sit in the very back row, and nobody sits back there. It's wonderful. They can do whatever they do, but. Because if they have their phone out, their own back, their own, you know, their own body would block the, the screen of the, the uh, if you're oh, in the back row, true. it blocks the screen of the, of the phone. So it is a much better, because I do, I, Catherine and I go to movies, we have a wonderful time, just laugh, and it's, it's great. Although the very first movie I went to with Catherine all those years ago was, she made me go see A Clockwork Orange, and I don't know why I ever stayed with her. Oh, no. no. I know. That was like our first date. <laughs> God. <laughs> Like, okay. Oh, that's a good story many years later. Many years later. Talk about a bizarre movie, though. That's a bizarre one to start out with. Yeah, it sure is. I still still think about it from time to time. What what were they talking about? (laughs) What was that movie about? Nobody has any idea. You know, I told the story this morning on the air, Tim, and you know this is true, but that whole, that first date with Catherine thing came up. I don't even know why it came up, to tell you the truth, but it did come up. But I remember Catherine told who did you tell later that you kind of knew on our first date that we might end up together. I've told lots of people that. Oh, you have okay. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about it is, so she kind of knew on our first date we might be a couple, or we might you know spend a lot of time together or whatever. And I never thought I had a shot, so I was very relaxed. <laughs> so it was really <laughs> a nice combo. I was just very relaxed. I was like, well, you know, we'll go out a couple of times, and that'll be that. Oh, well, thanks for no, the no. vote of confidence. No, 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 no. I meant you would move on, not me. Ah. Good save. Don't listen good to you. Save. Yeah, good save, man. Did, There's no doubt about it. A little tap dance for you. Oh, well, I've told you that before, that when we, our first couple of dates, I thought, well, you know, she'll get sick of me and move on from here, so I'll just have the best time I can. So I was very, very relaxed when we went By the time I got sick of you, I was too far in. Oh, so it was a month or two? And now, 37 years later, it's a disaster. It's just unbearable. There's no question about it. But Catherine did stay up last night to see the the uh, the Wolf Moon. But I, I did. I went to bed oh. at 10:45. Got to see nothing. No, I there wasn't much going on at 10:45. I was awake, but I didn't look. Why not? Really? That's pretty cool. I had a baby on <laughs> my. Oh, that's true. Over my life. Do you hear what Sansevier did? No. So Mary Sansevier comes in and goes, Bob, Bob, let's go outside and look at the uh, the wolf moon. What's it called? The blood wolf moon or something? Well, blood, the blood, blood moon, moon, yeah. The blood, yeah. the blood wolf moon. Yes. He goes, let's go outside and look at the blood wolf moon. He goes, well, when, when's it coming back? She goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, when's the next time it's going to be coming around? She got about 10 years. He goes, I'll look at it then. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually wait 10 in, years. It's in two years. <laughs> So it's not that long. Oh, it's only two years? Yeah. Well, at least he didn't do what these two morons in West Palm Beach did. <laughs> what did they do? You didn't hear Maybe about this, neighbors. even though it happened right by your place? Was it, was it mom and me? <clears throat> no. These two morons. Thanks, Andy. Meanwhile, in Florida. <laughs> they were yeah. uh, watching the eclipse from outside their house, and they did it by mm-hmm. lying down on the road. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. Yep. Oh, you know, like, some people just deserve to be run over. Ran into them. Yeah, they got yeah. run over, but they lived. Okay. So. Well, they did live. Yes. How old were they? 24. Well, way old enough oh, to know God. better. Yeah, you know. How high the were they is the big question. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. The officer That's was put on leave. Because, why well, is it the officer's fault? I don't know. Well... You should be able to see two people on the road. No, nope, too bad. Well, Lying I, down on the road at midnight, that's it, pretty dark. Know. No, you wouldn't expect it, but you should probably be watching what you're doing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so Catherine, didn't, uh, Catherine got to see it. I did not get to see it, but I did only get about five hours of sleep. So it was well worth uh, seeing nothing. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It changed like every two seconds. It was, just, it was, it was very weird. Did it really? Mm-hmm. It was. It would be dark red, Damn and then it. sort of the shadows would come over it, and then I it would be red, and then it would sort of be orange. It was. It changed moment by moment. Unless, you know what I, unless I was just so tired, I was seeing things. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to watch the Blood Wolf Moon with Catherine, and then just keep interrupting and get on my phone, so it would just disturb her like we're at a movie. <laughs> it would have been great. 
just well, let annoy me the hell out of you. Let me ask you this. Have you started receiving your SAG screeners yet? Yeah. Yes. Yep. We just started receiving them. Not one have? that I want to see I could, yet. Though. I could tell. I could tell you what we'll disagree on. <laughs> okay. We got so, Black, Bohemian Rhapsody. We got Black Panther. We got Black uh, Klansman. We got Black Tevin. We got every movie receives like a black movie. The hell's that all about, Tevin? You people. Uh, well, I no. I will tell you, Black <laughs> Klansman is Black Klansman's yeah. great. And, and, uh, and Black it? Panther. But Bohemian Rhapsody, now, again, you got to, I know Brian May and your, your relationship, it's a little, uh, you know, there's some uh, little tension there before, but, uh, you know, your yeah, interview Brian relationship, Tom. Time. But I think it's worth definitely checking out as soon as you can. Maybe uh, Catherine and I will watch it, but I, I just, uh, I heard it from everybody. Every single person told me it's a great movie. I just have never been a Queen fan. I just, it's show tunes. I just, I don't, you know, it's not rock and roll to me. It's like show tunes. Galileo, Galileo. Tevin, don't lie. He what do you think? He was a theatrical fella. I mean, Freddie, there is no question. He was. He loves he to was, perform. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, it's but true. almost $800 million worldwide box office on a $50 million oh, dollar budget. So. Everybody I know that's seen well, it said it's phenomenal. Good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so. We'll be right back. But I would say right all three of those. See them. Yep, absolutely. Back in just a couple seconds, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. All right, it's not working. I've saved my dues, or whatever. Paid my dues. Paid. I've saved my oh, dues. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It was. Saved all my I dues. I saved my dues by not going to the movie. Um, yeah, Joe from Louisville wants me to go see Bohemian Rhapsody as well. He said, suck it up and go see it. I yeah, agree. Buttercup. It's so So good. I can get that done. You don't have to love Queen to love the movie. That's what I've heard. I, yeah. Everybody I know that's seen it's loved it. They said that they really, really liked the movie. I don't, haven't heard one person say I didn't care for I it. I saw it twice in theaters because it was so good. Did you really? Yep. It's so good. We will give it a whirl. Devin, you going to go see it? Did you see it? Uh, no, I have not seen it, and I could name one, maybe two Queen songs. And not by name, but by yeah. trying to sing Lyrics. them. Another one rides the bus. Oh, wait a minute. That's Weird Al Yankovic. Thank you. Um, Tevin, let me ask you a question. Yep. It's Axe. As a black Axe. man in America today. Oh, my God. Yep. I want to ask. No, seriously. <laughs> I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this because it's, it's. I would get upset if this were happening to me. Have you noticed on all the news outlets like MSNBC and CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of these things, Whenever somebody's down and out or somebody's getting screwed over or somebody we should really feel sorry for, they always make it a black person. What the hell is that? If I were black, I'd piss me off like there's no what tomorrow. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I have well, no the, idea what you're talking about. The shutdown, okay, the government shutdown. Yeah, right? they always show like the, a black person crying. They always show a black person crying. Well, that's, always. That's because white people are gullible and stupid. Well, I, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's because a white person says, we have to help this poor minority. 
I know. What as a black person, you're like Jesus. What do you think we're children? Uh, we can handle it. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like. Yeah, they all, and I feel like it's maybe a guilt thing where they always feel like, yeah, we're probably we have yeah. to make up for any wrongdoings by anybody else. But yeah, it's just like any other race. There's white people that are down and out. It's not a just a black thing or a Hispanic thing. It's right. But no, no you're absolutely. It's not I just, I just wa- that's down and out. No, I, but that really bothers me that they just well go get a black person so we can show someone who's suffering. It's like oh God. Yeah, Would you and it's, yeah, and it's down. more, of, and it's also a way to kind of you know keep quote unquote keep the black man down. You know, it's you show him in a negative light and not necessarily yep. highlight the accomplishments, and it's sad. Because the problem you have, if let's say there is a negative person watching the news, that not somebody who's you know going to go, oh, I feel really bad about that. Uh, you're going to get some people who are not very bright and angry about everything that happens in the world go, oh, there's another black person that's begging for help. Right. I mean, what are you – why are they doing that? It's just really out of line, I think. Yeah. I guess I haven't noticed it as much as you have. I, I, I don't really – I don't pay too close attention well, to the news, but, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a thing that's been going on for a while. It makes no sense to me. I, once again, and they don't even know they're doing it, I think. They think, oh, this is the way to go. Like, could you? Here's the problem I have. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yep. Okay? Said the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, judge people not by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. Why wouldn't you treat everyone the same if you followed MLK's advice? Everybody gets treated the same. That's what he's trying to say. Treat everyone the same by the content of their character. If the person's a prick, then they're a prick. If they're a nice person, they're a nice person. Doesn't matter what color they are, what gender, what orientation. But that's not how the news treats it. They're, they treat black people completely differently than white people, and which I find really racist. Yeah, that's I guess welcome to welcome to my life, Tom. That's, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, plus the fact you sit down and go, God, what do they got that person on for? I'm much handsome, more handsome than they are. I've heard you say it. <laughs> you know, it's you're, you've said it more than I have. I just, I just sit here and take the compliment, <laughs> I guess. No, I, I just, I, it's been, it's happening more and more with this government shutdown thing. Uh, the KQ Morning Show is the first place I've heard, by the way. We got on, on uh, this morning and gave a list of people who are helping those that are out of work because of the government shutdown, the partial government shutdown. I haven't heard one television station talk about the good things that people have done to help. Have uh, you heard? Have you seen that on TV at all? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything that anything like that where no. people are doing stuff to help. I know I have, a, I have a friend that I saw. She's a comedian, tours around the country. She lives in Arizona, and she's been making meals mm-hmm. for people that work for the government that are out of a job and might be struggling. Phenomenal. Having people make meals and sending them out, so... Yeah, there are, there are definitely. Why doesn't the news cover that? Yeah, right. why doesn't the news cover that? Because there's no, it's not like a feel. I feel like feel good stories aren't as shocking and like newsworthy and noteworthy. Like it doesn't grab headlines and people want to, or they're more interested in the bad things going on and kind of the destruction rather than the uplifting yeah. part. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, we, we did find out that several large, uh, several large banks in America are offering people interest-free loans until the now they're going to have to pay it back when they do get their. But that's right. only fair, right? But they're interest-free loans uh, throughout the the partial government shutdown. I haven't seen one word of that on the national TV news. Not one word. Why? I mean, that'd be a wonderful thing to mention. I would think. You're too busy covering that fake story about that kid. Which kid? Oh, the kid in the, the 16 uh, year old. American yeah, they're guy. trying to ruin some kid's life what? because of a video that Why? isn't even real. What? Because uh, people get mad oh. and then they donate money to the right politicians and the news organizations and people make money off it. Okay, let me ask you a question, Andy, because I did not watch the video, but I, from what I understand, I did. Mr. Phillips walks up to him That's and starts full beating video, the girl. But people don't, they're not showing that on the news. They're showing well, no. the video after he's al- they're already like in each other's faces and saying, oh, the uh, kid did it. He's yeah, uh, mocking it was a group, the Native American. Yeah, it was a group of kids that was sitting there waiting for a bus. Yeah. There were two other groups. Um, one group started calling the kids all kinds of racial slurs. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. They were in uh, incest babies, 
uh, incest babies. Yeah, they were calling them incest babies. They so were who calling was doing this. That was the Israeli black the black what is coalition or whatever. Well, yeah. is it the black what? The black Hebrew Israelites, which are yes. Nate, Tevin can hear you. <laughs> it's like the uh, nation of Islam, but Jewish. Equally as crazy. But they don't like Jews. No, yeah. they're, they're not part of the nation of Islam. It's just like, you know. The no, 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 I'm Islam saying the black Israelites. Too. No, they. What? Yes, they do. Why would Hebrews not well, like they... Jews? I thought that they didn't like. That's what mom I don't know. Me. That's what it's hard to keep up you know. Who now? They believe that they're You're descendants upset. of the ancient Israelites and that the uh, Ashkenazis aren't the true descendants of the. 12 oh tribes. yeah. Oh, that's what okay. It is. See, there we go. So they don't like honky Jews, right? I don't believe so. <laughs> Does anybody also, like anybody anymore? They were also God, before the uh, before the video that the uh, news was news is spreading. Mm-hmm. They were uh, yeah. They were the reason they were yelling at the kids was because uh, they, well, our country gave rights to gay people, and Trump is gay. Well, they don't like that. No, they don't. Trump's like Trump's gay. Nope. Trump's. They're gay, saying that Trump is gay, and we gave gays gay marriage, and that's not according to Leviticus. So. Okay, so the the black Israelites. What is it? The black what? black Hebrew Israelites. There's Which not is a, a ton black of Hebrew in the description. It is. <laughs> it really kind of is. There's, yeah, like, there's, not, there's not a whole lot of them, but they they're, but they're there. So so they don't like gay people. Do they like anybody but themselves? Well, these ones didn't. I don't know a whole lot about their whole thing. Well, I don't either. They're these thick. ones did not. I don't either. Yeah. So anyway, they were there. They were in, they were saying all kinds of terrible things at the kids because the kids were wearing the MAGA hats. Yeah, right. Yep. Right. And then the Native Americans, I don't know why they were there. I think that they were also they had a, an uh, Indigenous Peoples Day thing. Okay. Yeah. And and the kids did not approach anybody. They right. were approached. Yeah. Right. And they were yelled at. But the news is lying about that part. So why do they lie about things? Why do they want to make teenage because if you, kids look it, bad? Because if you look at the two-minute video that was was going around, it was shot in a way that it looked like yeah. the kids were coming up to the Native American yeah. guy with the why? with the drum. That's why. Why do we need this? And it went so crazy viral, and so many movie stars and (laughs) people were just jumping on this. And it was like, the fact that those kids had those hats on instantly made everybody demonize them to the point of... They, yeah, they want them dead. What? They want to blow up the colleges that they... These are 15, 16, 17-year-old boys waiting for a bus. And I'm sure all those celebrities are going to do a lot of apologizing. Well, no, yeah, no nobody's going to apologize. No. It didn't help that that kid that was like face to face with the native guy had like a look on his face like that was just like a weird, creepy, evil look. Like a I think he was scared. Smile. If I was 16 years old, that's what I would have done. I wouldn't have known what I to do. I think it was a super awkward situation, <clears throat> yeah, and the yeah, kid didn't bad. know exactly what to do with this guy beating a drum in his face. So instead of standing down, as teenage boys might get, you know... The other, his friends might start calling him all kinds of names for backing down. He just yeah, stood there with the stupid look yeah. on his face. Yeah. It's not a reason for this kid to not be able to go to college and for his right. life to be ruined. I mean, even if he did smirk, even if he did, you know, laugh in the face of somebody beating a drum in his face, it's not a reason to ruin his life. And I saw his his uh, a report that his mom came to his defense, like on Twitter or social media or something, mm-hmm. and like blamed the Muslims. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this whole thing is just like Muslims. This, yeah, Muslims? How did they get involved? I have no idea. But yeah, there was. Oh uh, my god! See, I mean, seriously, seriously, I'm telling you, the United States of America is now filled with 100% idiots. Well, I'm sorry, 90% idiots, and yeah. we need to do something about this. We really do. It's getting scary. I just once again. Uh, Martin Luther King said it. Content to their character. That's all I care about. If you're a jerk, you're a prick. I'm. You're a prick. If you're a nice person, you're a nice person. Why would I care about anything else? Well, you know, it's so amazing. Why? Is when I was little, I asked my father the difference between Republicans and Democrats because I my I found out that my neighbor was a Democrat and my father was a Republican. I think I was six or five. Hadn't come into my life until then. 
And he told me the difference between the two was that one was pro-union yeah. and one was pro-business. One was pro-government and one was pro-business. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And yeah. that's kind of how I've always felt about the parties. All of this social engineering that these parties are doing is overreaching by the government and doesn't need to be done. I, I agree. Anymore. I, yeah, see, I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. I saw that story and I said, I don't even want to look at this thing. Oh, it was because disgusting. If I, if I, you know, if I look at that story and it turns out that it's not what they say it is, it's just going to piss me off to no end. And it turns out now that once again, your CNNs and MSNBCs and all those people, they have completely lied about what actually happened. And they do it to get ratings because their ratings are dreadfully bad. And they're also so unprofessional that they don't check yeah. any facts. And look, I'm not a huge Fox News fan either. I, I like a couple of people on there. I like Tucker Carlson because he's funnier than hell. And I like Pete Hegseth because he's really a pretty straight ahead. He's a Minnesota guy, first of all. So you got to support Pete. But I, you know, and I do like Anderson Cooper. I think Anderson's a pretty straight-ahead guy. You know, they all got goofy ideas. There's no question. But I just think we don't need to keep lying to the people to make money. I just, man, it's really dangerous to lie to make money. Is really dangerous, don't you think? I think it is. God, what are you gonna do? I remember my mother many, many years ago. You know, in North Minneapolis, I said, Mom. Um, so why are other people of other colors, why, why, why do people try to separate us all? And she said, well, Tom, they're better at sports than you are. And I went, okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, I don't know. Our house was not a lot like that. My mother said, hey, look, I got to go to work. I don't have time to worry about that kind of stuff. My, you know, uh, I, I grew up with People of well, there were no Asians in my neighborhood. That's the one one thing I would say. There were no Asians, but there were, you know, Mexicans or Black people, Jews, Catholics. You know, pretty much everybody except. But there were just no Asians in North Minneapolis. I, be honest with you, I never had a problem with any of it. I don't. What do I care? I do remember in first grade when Eugene, a young Black kid in my class, called me white trash. I do remember that. <laughs> And I, I asked my mom, I said, what, what does white trash mean? She goes, well, where'd you hear that? And I said, Eugene said that. And he goes, she goes, well. <laughs> As she did to everything. As she did to, to everything, everything, exactly. Yeah. How, how simple is it to just get along with everybody? And if you don't like someone, then don't go around them. If you do like them, then you're good to go. It's fine. Relax. We don't need to show people the light. They can find the light themselves. Calm down. Right? Right. Agreed. You damn right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with our two Tom Bernard show. 